Good Friday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1T5 for December 11th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's get right into it. We'll start with Utah State football student-athletes opting out of the season finale against Colorado State this weekend, voicing concerns about comments made by President Noel Crockett regarding interim head coach Frank Miley's religious and cultural background as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The team releasing a statement saying the Utah State football players have decided to opt out of our game against Colorado State due to ongoing inequity and prejudicial issues between the players, coaches, and the USU administration. The latest from Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick on key NCAA issues. Starting, quote, I found nothing more distasteful in my recent dealings with the national rules than the waiver process surrounding transfers. We saw identical petitions where just the grievance name was changed. They just took the facts from some other person and put it in their letter. Really, really unseemly stuff that we encouraged by virtue of the national rule. On NIL, Swarbrick wishes we could see more clarity than we're going to in the first year, saying we have to make sure it doesn't make an already unstable recruiting environment even less stable. Former Vanderbilt men's basketball student-athlete and NBA veteran Will Perdue, who has been critical of Commodore's leadership, has changed his tune after meeting with Chancellor Daniel Diermeyer, saying that he believes and understands that Diermeyer understands the importance of not just athletics, but successful athletic teams. As for athletic director Candace Story Lee, Purdue says, I hope and pray Candace succeeds, and it seems to me she has a chance. I'll repeat this because I've said it to her. I told her, listen, if you want every athlete that's ever been at this university involved, you need to make sure the perception of you is that if the school does not live up to their end of the bargain, you'll call them out publicly for it. To let everyone know you've done everything in your power to make athletics successful, but the university won't allow it. And knowing that if you make that statement, you'll be fired. To which she replied, I understand that. Earlier this week, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott said he expected to discuss a new contract in the next six to nine months with the intent to see the league through its next media deal negotiations. The Oregonian's John Canzano with thoughts on the SEC-Disney deal. The SEC has a superior product to sell. That's evident. But what I fear gets lost in this discussion is how the misfires by Scott diminish the brand, performance, and trajectory of the conference. The Pac-12 has eroded in the last decade. It's not better than when Scott arrived. What I'm saying is Larry Scott sure knows how to negotiate when he wants to. The San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner predicts the SEC's all-in partnership with ESPN will continue to marginalize Pac-12 football, noting that the SEC's control of Disney Airwaves doesn't leave room for other conferences, especially in premium broadcast windows. Because the Pac-12 will not negotiate its own media deal for the next two years, the best slots on top networks will likely be filled, especially if the Big Ten completes an all-in deal of its own with Fox. The Fort Worth Star-Telegram's Mac Engel reports a group of Texas Tech boosters would pony up the $9 million needed to part ways with second-year head football coach Matt Wells and replace him with former Baylor and Houston head coach Arp Wiles. Following a report conducted by an outside law firm that we'll get to in just a moment, Engel writing, Athletic Director Kirby Hillcutt knows the game and knows his tenure is tied to football more than anything else. The good people of Lubbock and Red Raider Nation are sick of irrelevance and yearn for the days of the Pirate when the football team was on the national game. Hiring Bryles will make Texas Tech a name, and they will win games, but to do so will be expensive, messy, and controversial. That aforementioned report was conducted by Atlanta-based Alston and Bird and concluded, quote, 
We are not aware of any conduct on the part of Coach Bryles that should serve to foreclose consideration of him as a candidate to coach football again at the collegiate level. The review was commissioned by a Baylor donor who sought to pursue redemption and fairness because, quote, there's no reason someone as talented as Coach Bryles shouldn't be coaching at the collegiate level. Alston and Bird affirms that Baylor never made a determination whether or not Bryles violated any then-applicable university policies or procedures related to sexual assault or violence, and that BU did not believe Bryles violated institutional policies at the time. Yahoo Speed Thamel reports Coastal Carolina is working on a seven-year extension for head football coach Jamie Chadwell that includes a significant raise and holistic program improvements. Out of Bounds' Andy Witchery reports that new Utah State head football coach Blake Anderson's five-year deal starts with an annual salary of $1 million that climbs up to $1.1 in 2025. The Aggies will pay up to $150,000 of Anderson's buy-up at Arkansas State and will provide him a $2.5 million pool for staff salaries. Tennessee's nine football assistants and strength coach agreed to contract amendments that would remove bowl bonuses for the season, saving the department over $324,000. Head football coach Jeremy Pruitt, who also agreed to waive his bonus for this year, is absolutely interested in a bowl bid for the Vols, who sit at 2-6. and six. And that is all for your D1T5 for Friday afternoon, December 11th. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a five-star review and let me know your thoughts by replying to your D1 ticker email via the link in the podcast description or on social media at D1 ticker. Be sure to check your inbox to stay up to date in what is going on in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grossi, and we will see you back here bright and early Monday morning.